What about bean juice? The bean juice. What the fuck are you talking about? The bean juice. It has made cultists of you all in this entire fucking country. Dude, I don't understand how someone can respect themselves and get out of bed in the morning not treat themselves to a good warm cup of bean juice because you know here's the question though is it a little bit ironic because this country was basically founded on leaf juice Wait, or I over mean, leaf juice are you talking about tea yeah leaf juice. i mean leaf juice <laughs> yeah juice that's what i said Christ. leaf juice <laughs> so no it's not ironic because the country wasn't founded on leaf juice really it was that was taxes Leaf on juice was just taxes on. Actually, I mean, it was it was taxes on tea, yes, but it wasn't limited to tea. And right or wrong, Sage? Uh, not wrong, but man, ass. this fucking country really loved its leaf juice back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> like as it loves its bean juice now. Yeah, America runs on Duncan. But yeah, I'm just a normal human, and I have this superpower where I wake up in the morning and then just start my day. Okay, do you drink like? A cup of water? Do you have like a Coke? What do you... Is there any caffeine in your morning routine? I'll have some water at work. Like, eventually at work, I'll get a little thirsty. I'll drink some water. So that's it. That's... So what? what is your normal uh, I don't, liquid intake? I don't take in any caffeine or food or anything till 1 o'clock every day because I do intermittent fasting. So you, okay, so you're doing IF. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I am too, but I still have the bean juice. The bean Jesus juice is Christ. allowed. Even my wife is doing intermittent fasting. I really feel like I'm missing out on this shit. It's it not seems bad. to work. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she she loves it. But, I mean, I, I, yeah, I guess I kind of do that same thing because I don't eat until lunchtime, which is usually around 1230-ish. Right. But I don't, like, limit myself. Like, I'm going to stop eating at, you know, 5 o'clock. Yeah, it's not bad. But, yeah, I've never, like, I'll drink coffee when it's offered to me, but... Never been a huge coffee drinker or even energy drinks and stuff. Now, Gizmo has made the next step because I think you drink black coffee. Is yes, that right? Absolutely. Um, not there yet. Coffee has to be black. It's, not there yet. I mean, so much worse. To be honest, so bad. It, it's, it really is a required taste. It's not something that I like at first. Um, and I, I'll be the first to admit. A cup of coffee with creamer and with sugar does taste better than a cup of black coffee. I mean, as it should, but to me, I just like the taste of coffee. It's not, it's bearable. It's not bad. I just pour it in a fucking cup and leave. Mm -hmm. Do you know what's also an acquired taste? What's that? Dick. Socialism. Oh, nice. Nice. I think they call that business a segue. This is where we'll put in the music. And now we're here. Yeah. yeah, and now we're back. Wow, that's All the right. best we've ever done that. That thank, was yeah, that thank was great. You. Thank Give you. Me one of them. Give me one yeah, of them. yeah. Uh, yes. All right. Thank you. I do what I can. Oh. So this is episode twenty seven of the Campfire Freedom Fighters Podcast. Oh, you're gonna do the intro for on us. socialism. Well, I mean, did you want to do it? No. You've made me do it the last few times, I feel like. No, Sage did it last time. Did he? I did do it last time. I did it the time before that, though. Probably. And I actually had a fucking hell of a time editing the intro in that one, because it was just like we did a regular intro open. I'm like, shit, how am I going to edit that? So, 
It was that one was this is gonna be wait we were too professional <laughs> and too on task <laughs> production quality that it messed up your shit yes that sounds that That's sounds like very, us very yeah it's it's off brand for us to be you know anyhow so socialism onto um, the return to form how do we <laughs> how do we want to well first before we get into socialism let's do um let's do some uh, our life events for the week. Uh, Sage, anything notable in your life that you'd like to talk about? Oh man, how was your week? My week's been my my week was pretty good. I uh, just mainly working school. Nothing insane happened. Spent some you? quality time with my father, watching some football and hanging out at a bar with him and some of his friends, which is always entertaining. It's weird to be at a point in my life where I am integrated into my father's friend group <laughs> nice. and can just hang out with them it's a bit weird but not in a bad way well, i mean it's always it's a good thing to know that you can fit in with older adults being you know mid-20s but it's also kind of weird when you're in a group of older adults yeah in your mid-20s exactly <laughs> exactly yeah i get that i get that but yeah man nothing nothing much to report this week all right, boring fuck. Oh, from even more boring fuck. I thought you were addressing me there. I didn't know you were uh, <laughs> finishing off this statement. Jesus <laughs> um, Christ! All right, I. We see how your week went. Yeah, dude, uh, I worked. <laughs> oh man! All right, that's about it. Nothing notable. I mean, I, I got my heart broken on Saturday, but this isn't a college football podcast, so <laughs> I didn't feel like but we were going to yeah, get into it. Man, to be completely but it was honest rough. with you, that's why I went backpacking Saturday. Yeah, it's because I was like, somebody told me I don't, I don't look at the fucking schedules anymore. Right. So I'm just like, I, I heard that we were playing Alabama, and I'm like, I don't want to be near a fucking TV, dude. We played a great, uh, like three quarters of football. Of, of course, we did. We played a great three quarters of football, and then uh, we shit the bed. So. That's that's how that works. We beat Auburn. Wow. Who is we? They they don't know who we is. They should. The team that beat Auburn. The team you that can, beat Auburn. You can yeah. do your right. Although, depending on when they – it's Carolina. <laughs> I just realized maybe they listened to this three weeks later, yeah, and they're like, fuck, say, right. it's Carolina. Very, People are listening very to happy. 2040 mm. like, what the fuck is in Auburn? <laughs> We're 2-2 now. There. That'll date it. There you go. All right, so Gizmo, how was your week? Oh, thanks for asking. It was um, it was good. It was good. Um, so since the last time we were on here, I had uh, you know, I have I have children, of course, and I had my dad come over to watch the kids for a little bit, and he stayed at the house. He watched the kids at the house, and my wife got home before I did. So it was just her and my dad and the kids hanging out. And my neighbor is of African American descent, allegedly. Um, he's a black what do you mean, guy. Allegedly? I am well, so I mean, I don't fucking, know if he's of African American descent. I am descent, so fucking proud of you right he's, now. He's, he's a black guy. He's, you have he's one no of them, idea how proud I am of you for just using the term black. Right? He's one of them colored boys. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. I shouldn't have said anything. We were Anyways, so close. We almost made progress. I guess technically we still did make progress. He hasn't dropped a hard R. I I didn't use the other one. Baby steps. Baby steps. So anyways, so, um, but no, he's not. He's a good guy. Um, he, uh, he was, (laughs) I just, 
I'm getting ready to say he's, I said he's a good guy, and I'm getting ready to tell you that he plays his music rap uh, incredibly too loud. And he was playing. I'm not sure if anybody's familiar with the song WAP. <laughs> he was playing that song, the explicit version, where my four-year-old and my eight-month-old could hear it. And eight-month-old probably didn't take in too much. Yeah, I mean he's you know that's whatever. They got to learn sometime. Yeah, exactly. Right, but the um the four-year-old. To me, it's it's not a huge issue, but it is like, man, do you mind? You yeah. know what I mean? It's Just a decency kind of thing. So, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that I can hear it from my living room. That's what my wife says. You Like my dad, okay, so this is where I'm going with this. My dad's a boomer, right? He's a white guy. He's a white boomer. Shocking. And right, <laughs> Go figure. So my wife tells me that he called the sheriff's department and asked what he could do about the neighbor that was making too much noise. So he had, I'm not kidding, you cannot make this shit up. He called and asked the sheriff's department what he could do about the neighbor making too much noise. And I don't know what they said. Of course, I wasn't there. At least he didn't, he called the non-emergency line, right? Yeah, he did. He called the non-emergency line. Oh, thank God. Silver linings. Yeah, he's smart (laughs) enough to do that. (laughs) They called 911. Excuse me. (laughs) My son's neighbor is acting too loud. Acting too loud. Anyways, <laughs> so do you know what this man proceeded to do? No. He stood in my front yard with his hands on his hips and stared at my neighbor for, my wife says, no shit, 20 to 30 seconds. Just hands on his hips head forward like Donald Trump staring a hole in this motherfucker. <laughs> Didn't say anything to him. Just stared at him for like 20 or 30 seconds. Knowing your father, I believe it. You're going to have yes, you're going to have that power one day cuz you have kids. That's that. That's no, that like, stern authority face. But see, the the thing is it didn't solve anything because the next day I came home and he was still blaring music. So I mean, I me being who I am, of course I called the cops. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went over there and I was like, I just talked to him. I was like, hey man, you know, I just want to come over here and talk to you. And I mean, we went off on a tangent and I'm installing a screen door for him and servicing his air conditioner next week. What, what so, the fuck? <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm a capitalist. That doesn't. He's like, oh, he, God, he liked my storm door. And I said, hey man, if you like my storm door, this is where you can pick one up. Give me 150 bucks and I'll put it on your front door for you. He was like, okay, yeah, cool. This is it. so you. So he um and also I looked at his air conditioner while I was there because of course that's that's my life now, and I told him I was like man you really need to get that thing serviced and he of course I drive the work van home so he knows I work in HVAC and he was like okay well can you service for me I yeah, hundred fifty bucks I'll do that too. <laughs> so not only did I get him to cut he told me he'll cut his music off starting at seven thirty and he won't start playing it until nine o'clock. And I'm making 300 bucks. So, I mean... It's not a bad conversation. I'm that's, just saying. That's the art of the deal right, right there, Donald Trump. Exactly. That's And all of that, or I could have just stood in my front yard hands on hips, you know? <laughs> well, we're not boomers. So, we didn't grow up in a society where staring really hard and having your hands on your hips did things for you. Did, did exactly. going and having a reasonable conversation with this man give you that uh, boomer sense of like smug authority and superiority though? No, not at all. So then like who really So you were won? doing it wrong. That's fair. That's fair. I fucked that up. I fucked if that up. If you don't really. go into every 
social interaction, trying to get a one up on the person you're talking <laughs> with, you're doing it wrong. Well, That's boomer logic. So, I mean, I consider that a one up. I made three hundred bucks off the guy, and I'm telling him when he can turn his fucking. I almost said. I almost said it. I almost said the word that y'all don't like. We're doing. His, we're, um, we're, you're learning his um. Music. His culturally different music up obnoxiously loud. See, but like, here's the thing. The <laughs> cultural difference of his music is kind of irrelevant because if you were blasting music that you enjoyed at odd hours, it probably still would, you would be, still like, be super appreciated, would it? So if he was playing music that did not contain the phrase wet ass pussy fair at 8:30 in the morning while my stepson is preparing to go to preschool I would be okay like Dude, if they were talking about anything normal well, I'm just saying like I can think of some explicit music that you also enjoy, but that's kind of beside the point. Anyways. Like, wasn't yeah. your son, like, really hyped for the day, though, that day after that? I feel certain he wasn't. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> he probably went to yeah. preschool like, yeah, we about to fuck some bitches. We coloring in all the lines today. I mean, it's, I mean, it's real simple, Gizmo. I mean, do you want your kids to grow up and be virgins or not? QTNA. I mean, yes and no. We can't have our kids being squares, man. Yes and no. I mean, I would prefer my kid like, okay, so if I had a choice between him being like all-star quarterback badass or being like a virgin nerd but have like a fucking doctorate in rocket science or whatever. Sure. I mean, I'd pick Steve Jobs. Sure, you know right. what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck if he doesn't even know what a vagina looks like. Steve Jobs is so fucking so. rich, he never bathed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Steve Jobs was convinced that a vegan lifestyle made it so that his body wouldn't produce odors, and he didn't need to bathe or wear deodorant. And everyone that worked around him can tell you emphatically that he was fucking wrong, and that he smelt all the goddamn time. But where's, guess what? Where's my stick? Where's the fucking where's where's the um, where's the sage I think stick? It's a little curly nope, cue it's back there. Far right? away. God damn it. We haven't even gotten into history yet. Oh, you're the one ranting about uh about your neighbor's music when All right, we're whatever, to talk but about socialism. So Hunter Biden's a Hunter Biden's a crackhead. <laughs> the fuck's that cat to do with the price of it's tea in segue. China, mate? It's a segue. Hunter Hunter Biden's a crackhead. He got We already knew see, that. I know, but did you see the post that um I, I can't remember who shared it. But it was um, it was on Instagram, and I want to say it was Too Savage for Status shared it. Rip. And it was Hunter Bi- It was a picture of Hunter Biden with the crack pipe sticking out of his mouth. But the Snopes article says no, this is not a crack pipe out of Hunter Biden's mouth. This is Hunter Biden with a meth pipe sticking out of his <laughs> mouth. As a matter of fact, <laughs> fucking got him right. It's like okay, Snopes. Thanks. Wait, you said ripped the two savage for status? That. Did he get he get hit? Yeah, he got, yeah, he got both his accounts. He's got two new ones though. Yeah, <laughs> hey, they they went. Didn't they zuck a lot? They of people? zucked a lot. Uh, they zu- a lot of people got zucked. Surprised whiskey didn't get zucked. Really? I hadn't really, honestly, I haven't really followed it that much. So, um, did you not look at that? What other notes did I have? Um, okay, 
So here's one that um Here's one that was on another podcast, Burning Boots podcast, and I completely disagreed with what they said. And that is are you morally culpable for friendly fire? Meaning if you like Brianna Taylor case, you were shooting at someone else but you killed an innocent person, are you still morally culpable for it even though you did not mean to? If you really didn't mean to, I I don't think Yeah, you morally can be. I I really don't think you are. If I mean if if your intent was not to shoot blue and you shoot blue like I, I don't mm. like more, I think it's I think it's a lot more situational. I think again we're trying to put a blanket statement on a, a case by case basis no, thing. I, and see that's the thing is I don't think it is a, a case by case thing. I, I don't think it's anything like that. I think it's um it's like this. If you if you you know your number one rule of shooting is know your target and what's beyond it. So if you don't know what's beyond your target and you shoot it anyways, you are morally culpable because you did not do your due diligence to make sure that you're not going to shoot someone you didn't intend to shoot. That's fair. You are morally culpable for that. And they also used the case, so what if, let's say I put a gun to Sage's head and said, Sage, if you don't kill Clay, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. You're, if, he, if Sage kills Clay, Sage is morally culpable for the death of Clay. Because he, even though he was forced to do so, he had a choice. Mm-hmm. The choice was either him or you. And he chooses to kill you instead of himself. So he is still I, morally. Culpable I, under, I understand yes. that, but would even if I was morally culpable from that, would you not hold more of that burden than I because you set up the situation that led that to happen? And on top of that, like, with yes, malicious intent, you, you may be morally culpable for my death, but at the end of the day, you made the right decision for you. Right, like, yeah, that's what I think. When we're talking about morally culpable, are we just talking about it in terms of what's right and what's wrong? Like, this isn't like a legally standing thing. This is just morally, what, like, morally, what you did is it good or bad? Then, I mean, I think that's the question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is it is it moral? And would you be in? Is it against the NAP? Basically, is it because it, we're mm-hmm. looking at the morals of that? Because you shot. And the way I see it is, you shot someone else, whether you intended to or not. You ended the life of another person that was innocent. So you are morally culpable for that death. So what did Burning Boots say about it? They agree with you. They said no. You're you're not morally culpable because you were forced to do it, or you know the other person who made you shoot them as morally culpable. And I can agree with that, but at the same time, you are too. Is the person who made you do it more so morally culpable for it? Yeah, it's probably like 80-20. But you still made the decision to shoot an innocent person to save your own life. Yeah, I could see that. And 
not talking about the NAP, just strictly morally, that's something that I would fight with for the rest of my life, that I made the decision to put my life in front of someone else's. Well, and I'm sure that there are a lot of people that are put into those types of situations that uh, do live with it for the rest of their life and probably have issues from it. Right. I mean, it's like, what was it, the Gulf War when we had all those bad friendly fire incidences? Of, like, pilots taking out whole fucking convoys. Hold on a second. I'm I'm trying to adjust this fucking thing so that it doesn't time out again. Dead air is pretty killer for radio. What's timing out? The screen. It went to to a lock screen while Sage was talking, and I didn't want it to do that because I don't know if it fucking closed the the dingus thing. All right. So, uh, more culpability, have friendly fire. Uh, Hunter Biden's a crackhead. I just wonder there was one more thing I had here in the notes. Um, dead air, my brother. All right. Socialism. Sage, you're up. Socialism. Okay, cool. So, socialism. I say we start with a definition. A- agreed. And I'm actually... So are we not doing the, step ahead of you. the debate yeah. deal? Well, I mean, we need to set a definition first. Fair. And we, we'll do okay. that. Because um, that's all I worked on. That's what the I prepped for. The definition we'll <laughs> is a political and economic theory of social organization which advocates that the means of production, distribution, and exchange should be owned or regulated by the community as a whole. So basically what that means is you cannot own anything Personally, everything is communal. No private property. Exactly. No private property. Um, the the end goal of most socialism is uh, basically – I had it written down here. It's basically that you have a stateless, moneyless – you have a classless society that has uh, – no government, a moneyless society, basically. And some people define socialism as the transitional period from capitalism to a moneyless, stateless society. And also classless. A stateless, classless. moneyless, classless society is communism, no? Yes, and that's that's what they're saying is okay. socialism is a stepping stone to communism. So socialism definitely can be that, and that is definitely a stepping stone in communism, is socialist economies. Uh, The way I've always looked at it is, but that's also, I think socialism is one of those key factors that when people look at like fascist states and communist states, they go, these dudes are really, like ideologically, they're on completely different sides of the board, right? But when you look at them and their practices and stuff, they're very, very similar. And it is because, at least in part in my head, because of socialist economic policies. Because when we talk about the community owns everything, what that is in practical purposes is the government owns everything. And that is how the people are able to manage it and mediate it and spread it out is we have a government and the government so we, we have our trust in the that, government isn't that communism though is where the government owns the means of production and well so is fascism but, but didn't we just it, say that communism is stateless yeah and that that's what i've i've heard that communism is where the government holds 
the um, means of, or owns the means of production and correct uh, distribution and all that kind of so stuff. so it's really what your end state wants to be because again this is why fascist countries and communist countries have a lot of the same playbooks and things in common because in action they both involve the state being a supreme authority that gathers all the resources and then distributes them. The differences are is the end goal of communism is those resources are distributed equally and then the state dissolves and you have a peaceful stateless society. In fascism, everything is about the state. There is no individual. Everything is the state. You are of the state. Everything is to the but glory see, of the socialism, state. Socialism is different from fascism, though, because you don't have... It would be like like anarchistic socialism or socialist anarchist, what, as stupid as that sounds. You would have a, a society that doesn't have... Uh, a state per se, but it would be owned by the populace. The means of production you wouldn't have. So let, let's get into this and attack this from a different angle and do it as a, a, um, a discussion. And I'm going to take up the side of socialism for a little bit and you take up the side of tearing down socialism. So Brave of you. Basically, yeah, that's, that's what I figured. It would be very brave of me to do it this way. And then, you know, we'll switch around as needed, clay will intermediate and that kind of thing. So the way that I see socialism, and this is this is not my opinion, this is just from doing research on it, and this is me putting myself in the perspective of a socialist. So um, socialism would completely get rid of exploitation, oppression, and discrimination because all of the means of production would be owned by every citizen. So everybody would have equal rights to everything, and nobody would have any more or any less than anyone else. Therefore, crime would be completely eliminated. So the issues that arise with that are issues of innovation and effort and having something to work forward and towards and in any system that has the ability to be exploited there will be those that exploit it you can't get rid of crime you can certainly reduce it you can mitigate it in different ways um, but there's always crime so right now the biggest thing that inhibits innovation is the fact that I can't get my hands on certain things to innovate because I don't have the capital to do so. When you have a socialist society, everyone has say over what goes on in these factories, so everybody can have their ideas voiced and everyone's opinion matters. Which so is... you can innovate more in a socialist society because you have more means of production because they're owned by everyone. Too many, too many cooks in the kitchen. But there's no meaningful argument against it, though. <coughs> Clay? Clay, anything? <laughs> you look like you wanted to say something. It's clear the old throat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm thinking. Is, as much as... <laughs> the means of production... <laughs> 
so everyone gets a little piece and the expectation is since everyone gets a little piece and they get a little bit of it and it's enjoyable that i you know i don't know what they think that then people will go okay i want to innovate on this probably not everyone's going to sit on it instead no but see that that's the beauty is you get you get to work in whatever job you want whatever you're good at you don't get paid for it, of course, because we don't have money. But you don't need to get paid for it because you have everything you want already taken care of. You already have it. You go to the store and they give you your food. You have everything you need. You have the same so, thing as your neighbors. So I I have a house. I have food. I have water, etc. Yes. Any All the necessities are covered? Yes, and you have a phone. You have internet. You have everything that we have now, but it's evenly distributed throughout the community and it's just handed to me yes it's just handed to you and you get you get to work in whatever job you want to have i don't so that that's fine you don't have to work and you'll still just hand it to me yes we'll still just hand it to you so what are you gonna do i'm gonna not fucking work yeah okay so then the community would suffer as a whole Uh and we would probably starve Y'all are how many? There's a thousand people in this community, and you're going to starve because I don't want to go to work. If everybody had that attitude, yes. So nobody would do that, is what mm. I'm getting at, because nobody wants to starve. That would just like how happen. the capitalists like have, to have say, "Oh, well, would you pay for the roads? Of course, I would pay for the roads. It's the same way. It's the same thing. Of the course, roads. I would go to the work. Exactly. It's the same thing Clay, as the roads argument. What about the roads? Like My roads. The roads, though. Who's gonna pay nobody, for the roads? Nobody would want to stay home when they can work and advance this society. I just I don't think you've met enough people. I don't think you've hung out in the inner city enough. Um, like, but if they had more, if they simply had the same things, the same opportunity, if they weren't oppressed in the way that they're oppressed, uh-huh. I feel like I need to take a shower after saying that. Right. If they weren't oppressed in the way that they have been for thousands of years and they had the same opportunities that other people had, mm-hmm. they would take advantage of that and they would advance this society even more. So... It's because of lack of opportunity. It's not okay. because of lack of willpower. So are you saying that no kid from the hood has ever like grown up and made him, made something of himself? No, of course they have. So they had the opportunity. Not everybody, exactly. Not everybody has a lack of opportunity, but most people do. Have you ever seen a white person become a piece of shit? Yeah. Every day of there my life. <laughs> there you go. Same thing. Black kid from the inner city succeeds. White kid from, you know... That one nice neighborhood somewhere flunks out and becomes Hunter Biden becomes a crackhead. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing. So you're telling me it's not based on what you have. It's based on what type of person you are at your core as to whether or not you're going to go and seize the opportunities? Uh, yes, and it would be a sense of pride in community. Hmm. It would be a sense of we have to make this community better Therefore, I want to go to work because I have all of these nice things. I have the nice TV that my white neighbors have. I have all of these things, and I'm not oppressed. Crime is down. The society is great. I just think it'd be a lot more of uh, I have all these nice things that I'm going to sit here and enjoy 
and not go produce anything. And then you would see, just like capitalists like to say that the economy equals out, it would do the same thing in this society, in the socialist society, because the people that don't want to work, the people that don't want to do that, they'll see that, holy shit, my TV's really old and nobody's making fucking TVs anymore. Mm-hmm. I like my TV. So they're, they're going to go to work so that they can make some TV, so that they can enjoy the things that they want. In the same way, in the capitalist society, you would go to work because you don't want to starve. Except for, in the capitalist society, that creates people that are at the very tip-top, and it creates generational wealth. It creates a generation of kids that don't have to work because their parents have built this massive corporation that has expropriated the funds of its citizens through having a monopoly on the means of production, like water, like food, like So your, your base argument here is capitalists are bad people for building a better future for their children? Yes. Cool. Yes. That is, that is basically the socialist argument. <laughs> Just now, I mean, now that we've got that out of the way. And also, yeah. it's bad for private companies to own all the resources, but trust us where the government give it to us instead. Well, it wouldn't be controlled by the government, though. It would be controlled by the people, for the people, of the people. It would truly be a, a, like a, a – I don't want to say a democratic society because we, there wouldn't be any government. But it would be controlled by the people, for the people, of the people. No government intervention at all. Not in private hands. It would be in the hands of the public as a whole. It would be in so the hands of we. The, exactly. Comrade. Exactly. Well – what happens then um, when we're not a homogeneous society? I mean, I, the same thing that would happen in a capitalist society, for the most part. So we, as a community, are agreeing to do all these things because we're all agreeable to each other's perceptions and cultures and understandings. So... What happens when people from other cultures or under understandings come in and we no longer have that homogeneous goal anymore? Who gets the better part of the resources? So that, again, just like the capitalist society, we would accept those people in. Mm -hmm. We would let them do their own thing. Mm -hmm. And sure, you can come in and you don't have to work, but it's going to be a detriment to the society. People will see that, and people will say, well, shit, it was nice when I got here. I want to make it nice you know, for my, for my future generation, just like what Clay was saying with the general wage, generational uh, the money deal. Try, <laughs> the capitalist trying to make um, a better future for his children. Right. Socialists are going to do the same thing. They're going to want to make a better future for their children. But the, the socialists, to have common goals and shared goals, does some, someone would have to compromise their own culture and belief systems um, to help integrate into that common goal? If you so wished, yes. I mean, if you want... It's the same way in a capitalist society. If you want to be... If you want to operate in a capitalist society, well, you've got to go get a job. You've got to make money and you've got to spend your money. It'd be the same thing. It's the same deal. It's either that or you... I mean, if you don't sign up for the communal thing, then you just don't get the house and you just... Don't really participate in the community. So, no, I've uh, I've seen some French policemen drag priests out of churches and fine women for wearing hijabs on like that wasn't beaches. real socialism though. 
Oh, fuck me, you're right. <laughs> you got me there. That's, that's wasn't real socialism, so. Boom roasted. This was exhausting. Thank you for this. <laughs> Clay, what are your debate topics? I'm interested to see so, what you have. So, I do want to add the, the one thing that we didn't address is uh, common issues in a socialist society. One, quite obviously, what Clay and Sage were both arguing, the free rider uh, aspect, that's a very big fucking deal. Like, that. that's not something that is just gonna happen. Like, people aren't gonna want a better future for their fucking children. That's just not how that's gonna work. You're gonna have people, like in the capitalist society, that do really fucking well for themselves and care about things like that, but then you're gonna have kids that are in the inner city that don't give a fuck about their future. They don't give a fuck about their kids. They just wanna sit on their house and watch TV and play Xbox. I would argue that's an even more rampant problem in even successful socialist countries because... I don't People, think there can be a socialist, a successful socialist society because of that issue. Well, we're going to talk about the Norwegian model at some point here because that is the model. Norwegian's that, a mixed economy, though, isn't it? They are. They so they are a democratic socialist econ- yeah. economy, but they are considered when socialists here in the Mer- in America. When you ask them, That's you know, show successes. Any any time, anytime someone comes out and says, "Look what it did to Venezuela," they will come out and say, "But look what it did for Norway." And so, talking about the Norwegian model and talking about what the actual flaws in that are compared to trying to implement that model here in America is important. But we'll get to it because I want to. I want to know Clay's debate topics. Oh, dude. Um, let's let's get that in. Hold. So, so yeah, another. I did want to bring up another thing. Um, there is a huge um, hole in the society of in a socialist society. That being the uh, I heard it called the bridge or the tunnel conundrum. You know, let's say we're all a community and we all want to cross this river or to get through this valley or whatever, and we can't decide whether we want to build a bridge or a tunnel, how the hell, it, because it's not a capitalist society, you can't just say, okay, well, whoever gives us the money, that's how we're going to build it. You can't do it like that. It's a moneyless, stateless society. How the fuck do you decide whether you're going to build a bridge or a tunnel? Well, so that... and. This is one of the critiques of the Nordic model. And let's say they both cost the same. Well, and this is what I was saying when I was talking about new cultures, new belief systems and stuff. One of the things that is overlooked a lot when we talk about Scandinavian socialism and stuff is you're talking about countries that have very pure ethnicities as far as like homogeneous ethnicities, homogeneous... Not We're, homosexual, homogeneous. Uh, there's plenty of those too. I'm guessing they've legalized that for a while there. But homogeneous culture, same culture, same race, same ethnicity, same upbringing, and that's a lot easier to say. Well, we're all from this, so of course it's going to be a tunnel. And then some other people come along different cultures, different backgrounds, nothing wrong with it. And they go, no, where we come from, bridges are clearly the way to go. 
Well, all of a sudden now you have a wrench in that plan. In capitalist societies, one group says a tunnel is better, one group says a bridge is better. Whoever and then it's like, first well, whoever it. pays for it will do a bridge or a tunnel. And then if it doesn't quite work, we'll figure it out. Maybe we do both. Maybe we do a hybrid. Or, I mean, you in a society with money. A you hybrid of a bridge and a tunnel? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Okay, new it, podcast. New idea. <laughs> All right, explain. So it's a tunnel, right? Check. But you hang it like a bridge. It's like one of those little circle How things. How do you from, suspend a tunnel? Bro, hey. Hey. Very careful. Hey. Hey. <laughs> How do you get a drone to fold into a backpack and then throw it out of some dude's backpack in fucking Kandahar and it shoots a Hellfire missile and blows up a whole village? In the 40s, no one had been able to answer that fucking question. But now we do, okay? I'm an idea guy. I'm not an implementing guy, <laughs> all right? That's not my job. I, I had no fucking clue where you were going we with got that. Fucking, I didn't but you managed to you tie it in. We got fucking 5G it. now, okay? Proud of Artificial you. intelligence. 5G is what gave us COVID-19. It, it did give us corona, but you know what else is going to give Worth us? It. Better uh, ping for you matchmaking. So I'm going to be able to download my four terabytes of child porn in like a minute. No, Nothing <laughs> flat. Mm. Yeah. So We had this discussion the other day. That's why I brought what? that up about the child, the child porn thing. That's why I, I, I brought that sorry. up. Fucking sorry. Because it's, it's never just one gig or like one MPEG. Or oh, oh, okay. Like was, was, it's always like four fucking terabytes. I was searching my brain. I was like, what the fuck does he mean we were talking about child pornography the other day? But yeah, we were talking about yeah. how anytime they catch a pedophile, it's never with just an image of child <laughs> yeah. porn. It's always all the child yeah. porn. He's got like a fucking server room Full of nothing but child twat. Mm. Anyways, talking points. Yeah. Um, so, in uh, in a socialist society, how is the healthcare of the? I guess we'll just say citizen, for lack of a better term. How is the healthcare Comrades. of the citizen addressed? Comrades. So it would be addressed. Just, I mean, it's healthcare's right. It's, and you would have it taken care of. It would be done. So it's a universal system. Everyone pays in. You have single payer. You don't have money, huh? You don't have money. Fuck you. Okay, we have fucking money. No. Are, are you talking society, about a, a? You're talking about a capitalist society, or are you talking about a socialist society? I'm talking specifically, I suppose, about a democratic socialist society because I don't find it interesting to talk about pure socialist societies because they're fucking stupid and awful, and we all fucking know it. Shots That's fired. Fair. That's fair. That is fair. The harder argument is when you have places like in Scandinavia and stuff that have high um, communal ownership and high government ownership and high government involvement and high tax rates and they seem to do okay what are the pros and cons because those are always going to be the examples that are used Mm -hmm. so in those societies you have single payer healthcare which is basically like not having paid healthcare it just means that the government is supplying your healthcare Um, a lot a lot of even very capitalist nations. I would say the United Kingdom is still a pretty pro-capitalist country. Uh, they yeah. have the United Health Service. We're pretty America's pretty much the only country 
first world country that doesn't have state-ran health care. So the question becomes why and how and what are the pros and cons of it. The pros are is everyone gets to be seen. Uh, the cons is, you know, what is what is the quality of the health care because who is controlling it? Garbage. Because you just have regulations for the health care versus in a free market health care system. If you don't like a provider or something, you can go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Probably a lot longer wait times for things, just in general. And it's just so hard. And I need to do more research into the UK's model because this is, I feel like, the biggest issue anytime we talk about healthcare or just socialist systems and how they work. I really don't feel like people give enough credence when they're pro it and they point out these other countries just how much fucking bigger our country is people that live in america i don't think appreciate how big this fucking country is texas texas is the size of eastern europe Mm -hmm. like all of that bitch all of it all of texas we got 49 more states after that yeah but one of them's rhode island and that's like (laughs) basically the isle of man yeah I know what you mean, though, and I agree. Yeah. Um, so, so I mean, in the full in the full socialist, stateless, moneyless society, you would just have a hospital that has doctors in it, and they just worked. Right. I mean, it'd be you just just like the trash man. You just like everything. Every time you describe day to day life in this idealistic air quote uh, socialist society. It sounds really fucking like drab and samey and boring and like you're just supposed to be a drone and you just go and do every day until you fucking die. Okay. How is that different from capitalism? Oh, from the current model? Not at all. It's what I'm doing currently. <laughs> <laughs> but but we why are, okay, but why are you a, laughing? I haven't made it. <laughs> but there's a way out. <laughs> Yes, suicide. Is no, that a is real not the way out I was referring to. <laughs> In the socialist society, that's that's what we're referring to. Real issue there, but either way, and starvation in full socialist societies. Because let's be honest, I don't want to be a trash man. I don't want to pick cotton. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to be a farmer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Stuff so, work. Yeah, shit sucks. All right. Um, I'll do HVAC, though. Next yeah. point. Next point. Um, <laughs> uh, how do we feel about... Uh, I try not to. Firearms in a socialist society. You don't need them. You don't need them? Don't need them. There's no crime. So... The government will protect you. Okay. But, like, in your world, Gizmo, do they just not exist? I mean, of course they exist. You know, we're not creating an alternate universe here. We're we're making a better society. So I mean, you can't 
you, you would be naive to say that you can take all of the guns out of the world because you just can't. It's, mm-hmm. it's not physically possible unless you're Jesus Christ himself and he okay. doesn't exist. Okay, all right, let's, so. then let's role play a little bit here. In <laughs> your little society, um, there's no guns. Yes, is that what you're saying? I mean, there would not be any need for them. So, potentially, no. Um, really, the only thing that I could see a use for a firearm in the socialist society. I need would be a yes or hunting. no. An- I need a yes or no answer. Your little like thousand person community that you're lording over, yeah, not sure, lording over, because you're not a government. Huh? Sure. Yeah, we got them. You got them. Okay. We got well, never mind. Are they like they're just they're issued? You just get I mean, one. Yeah. If you're a farmer and you you know you have need for one. Mm. Let's say you, you want to go hunt, one mm-hmm. would be issued to you. Okay. It'd be on an as-needed basis, you know? Issued by who? By the community. By the firearms manufacturer that's owned by the community. So the guns are just there? Yeah, they're in the warehouse or wherever, and if okay. you need one, just come pick one up. But, so like, but kind of like you, AirPods. But you don't... <laughs> you can get AirPods in a socialist But society. you don't have an inherent that. right to one, so like if I live in the city and I just want a gun, you won't give me one? I mean... Yeah, sure. Why not? All men are created equal, right? Okay, so see, here's the part of the theoretical where Gizmo won't allow himself to be the socialist anymore because he is just so ingrained that you have a right to a gun. He's like, (laughs) nope, nope, still having the guns. Still got to have the guns. I was working him towards the correct answer from his position, and he wouldn't say it. Yeah, I know. He wouldn't take the bait. my point. He wouldn't take the bait. Yeah, I just... It's it's not, in that society, it's not an inherent right to have a gun, no. But as the same as it's not an inherent right to have an iPhone 5 Mm -hmm. or an iPhone 12. Well, some would argue in socialist countries that not only is it not an inherent right to have a gun, but the government has told you you cannot own personal protection items. If you're the mayor of London... You've told people that they can't carry knives or screwdrivers or anything like that on their persons that could be considered a weapon. Right. So in the society that we're talking about, there is no governing body. So it would just be for the people, of the people, by the people. It would be controlled. Like like I said, the firearms manufacturing facilities, if the community chose for them to stay open, it's up to the community. Um, if they chose for them to stay open, then yeah, I mean, you would... Just like anything else, if you wanted an iPhone, you would go to the iPhone factory and be like, hey guys, I want one. And they would give you one. If you wanted an Android, you'd go to the Android factory and be like, hey guys, I want one. And they give you one. So, I mean, it's, it's just one of those types of situations. Clay, why, why would you have both an iPhone and an Android factory? It's, it's whatever the community wants. Hmm. They would pick one. We don't need silly competition. We're all singing fucking Kumbaya with J.R.R. Tolkien over here in the fucking Shire. <laughs> Anyhow. Anyhow. You're a real fucking asshole, you know. <laughs> Dude, I try. That's a real piece of shit move. Um, dude, like, half of these debate points don't make any fucking sense because Dickhead in here is talking about an anarchist communist society, which doesn't exist. Anarchist socialist, not anarchist. Whatever. Still doesn't anarchist exist. Anarchist socialist is communist. You are, you are over here in the Shire. And Clay and I are over here trying to talk about Scandinavia and Venezuela. All right, the the last thing I've got here that really 
makes sense for the positions we've chosen. Um, can I get a brief list of the basic rights of every human being? Um, I mean, yeah, again, that's it's whatever the community says. So it's, it's down to community basis. If the, the community, community says, determines my rights. Uh, for the, I mean, yeah, for the most part. So, if I were to say, be in a community, if this community, this thousand person community and about 900 of them, say, belong to a very conservative and devout religious order. Then you now have a 900 person society. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, and that's... If you that that's my argument for socialism, just because if you look up the the definition of it, is it's that the organization advocates that the means of production and distribution and exchange should be owned and regulated by the community as a whole. So, it, I mean, that's doesn't say anything about a governing body. It, it's just like capitalism; it doesn't need a governing body to exist. That's fair enough. And that's in all of the socialist things that I have read, in all of the socialist things that I have uh, listened to, all of the newscasts, podcasts, and articles that I've read, they talked about ultimate utopia being a stateless, moneyless, classless society. So that that is ultimate socialism or communism. Which is super fucking awesome. Just the way that ultimate communism, super fucking awesome, dude. And while we're all here you like being hungry. Eating fucking mushrooms in some liberal arts fucking college talking about. That's all super fucking awesome. But over here in the real world, because I'm closing your storybook now. So we're closing the storybook. Yeah, now. we're not in the Shire anymore. We're back in the real world implementing pure socialism never works and one of the things I think that helps to uphold these Scandinavian models that are praised so much is actually capitalism it's just not their capitalism no one gives a fuck if Finland doesn't innovate technological systems because they have no impact they don't have a G- GDP like that. Right. Yeah, and that that's an, another argument of the innovation that y'all brought up, that without capitalism, there is no reason to innovate. There's none whatsoever. You're not going to get any benefit from making an iPhone that's faster than the last one when literally no one fucking pays for it. And nobody cares. Again, it's just how much of this small country western socialism is able to exist because it is built upon the back of and is reliant on American capitalism. To American work. cronyism. Whatever. I see a lot of Coke vending machines in fucking Scandinavia still. Isn't you that... Know? I mean, that's just the same thing like McDonald's in China. There's there's a different division. And it's majority China-owned. So, I mean, it's it's a little different, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's not how that works there, boss. <laughs> no, that that's... 
like no shit how if you have a Chinese company no no in China that's how that works no no in Norway and Finland and Scandinavia they really hate the idea of bloody fucking capitalists but they'll still allow the bloody fucking capitalists to supply them with things oh wow so it's still like Coke of America yes wow wow still American companies big fucking yikes also, yep. can we stop calling it coalition forces every time someone's got to get fucking fought somewhere? <laughs> can we just call it what it is? America and its fucking girlfriends? I mean, technically, there are a coalition of countries sending forces to fight. Therefore, the forces of the coalition countries are, in fact, you know what that sounds like? What's that sound It sounds like? like how in the NFL, when people win a Super Bowl, they give Tom Brady and the water boy, they both get a fucking ring. They both were there and participated. Yeah, yeah. And the efforts were definitely equal. Wait, the water boy gets a ring? Everyone on Dude, the team gets a everybody ring, Everybody gets a fucking ring. That's why those Yo, rings... dog, that's wicked as fuck. That's how why, do I apply for that? That's job? actually why those rings... This is an off... Uh, that's yeah, why they're still on brand. So. Uh, as far as like what you can get for those rings, that's why actually they only retail for about what the actual price of the stones and the metal is. Because if I bring you a Super Bowl ring and say this is a Super Bowl ring, and you're like, "Yep, it's absolutely legit," you'll only pay me for that because it could be Tom Brady's ring or Julio Jones's ring, or it could be one of the trainers it could be his ring like there's no way to know really unless you so have some Super authenticity Bowl rings are given out like i mean you got to figure there's 80 players on a team i don't know if i'm close to like 80 players on a team plus probably 20 coaches plus probably 30 auxiliary staff 150 rings that's Jesus not including Christ. and i don't know if the guys on the practice teams get them or not that's another 30 rings if they do. And I mean, they're nice rings. It's not like they're cheap oh, or yeah. anything. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're but, fat. The, but the they're not. Are but yeah. Looking, but everybody I've always wondered why one. they're not like hundreds of thousands of dollars. I've always wondered that. Like, as nutty as people get about the Super Bowl and the rings aren't that expensive, I'm like, what the fuck is the deal of that? It's just supply and demand. There's so many of them out there. Because, you know, the fucking water boy or the assistant D line coach might be hard up for cash 15 years from now. And. You know, there's been, yeah. what, 53 Super Bowls, plus or minus? Yep. So. That's fair. Yep. All right, so and under, socialism sucks. Under your socialist system, um, we would all get Super Bowl rings, right? Um. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Why not? Also, if the community wanted us to. Yeah, because the community is so, part of the football team. I'm going to knock a couple of things out. About the Scandinavian system, some more. Well, hold on a second. I do want to argue that the, um, I think the root cause of the socialist society, of people having this idea of a socialist utopia, as I have described it no government, moneyless, stateless, that whole deal. I think they have only answered one question completely incorrectly and I think that a lot of people even capitalists answer this question completely wrong but they don't they, they don't realize that they answer it wrong and that is the and I'll ask you this question 
Is everyone created equal? Was that a question to Sage and myself, or is that a question to the... Okay. Um, all three, yeah. Yes and no. I think we are all okay, created... you can't have it both ways. Everyone Hear has... Everyone is... Go, go ahead, Clay. You go first. Go I, ahead. I think we all have equal rights in that every man, woman, and child, regardless of blah, 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 has a right to life, liberty, and property. Right. Um, we're not all equal. Right. It, like, it, it sucks to say, and take this as you will from a white man but like man. we're not all equal dude. dirty vanilla milkshake like you know some people are ambitious and are going to go far and some people are scum Sage. yeah everyone has like an inherent humanity but i think we've established pretty uh decades ago that you as a person are both nature and nurture uh, and some people get better nurturing than others, and some people are just more genetically predisposed to one thing or another. Mm-hmm. Everyone has an inherent right to be treated like a human. Of course. Um, but it doesn't go much farther than that. Right, yeah. and that I think that is, that, that's the question that most of these college-educated, whack-job fucking socialists get completely wrong it's like no everybody's equal we all have equal rights we're all equal which we do all have equal rights that is true but we are not all created equal we're just not clay's over six foot tall i'm five foot five that's not equal he's gonna be better at basketball he's more predisposed to be better at basketball than me that's not true at all okay so let's say sage he's he's over six foot tall and He's probably, I mean, he can dunk a basketball better than I can. I can walk underneath low-hanging <laughs> yep, things. Sure can. <laughs> just fucking slam backboards all fucking day. Just, just go with it. So, yeah. I I mean, been, I've been told he goes hard in the paint. <laughs> is, is this is said allegation true? All day. Every day. No stopping. Anyway, so that that's... I think that is the one question that if you asked socialists, they would get, in my opinion, 100% wrong, is no, we are not all created equal. And I think you hit it dead on the fucking nose, Clay, when you said that we are born with different ambitions. Some people are born where they just want just enough to get by. They want food, they want water, they want porn, and they want Xbox. That's it. That's all they want. They don't want to move out of their house. They don't want to have a family. They don't want to do all of these things. They don't want to have friends. They don't want to move forward. They don't want to have great ideas or do good things with the world. They just want to live. And then you have people like Bill Gates who struggle their at well I, I can't say struggle who work their ass off for what they had who innovated in an industry that didn't even fucking exist when he was born that's crazy to even think about when he was born computers were literally not even a thing and he completely made them out of almost nothing that that's crazy to think about. He innovated so much in an industry that didn't even fucking exist when he was born. Mm-hmm. That's insane for someone to think about. It is. That's insane. And I think people don't give enough credit 
to those people that sacrificed so much when they were, that all they see is what they are now. And one thing, the takeaway from this, the capitalist versus socialist society, as I heard a story, I, I wasn't the one that it was. It's, I can't remember exactly who said the story, but it was a good story that I heard, and it was um this guy. He he's really wealthy, does good, owns his own company, and he has his brand, he buys a brand new red Ferrari, beautiful fucking car. He goes on this nice vacation with his beautiful fucking wife, and he pulls up, he gets out of his car, takes his wife by the arm, and this guy looks at him and says, "Hey man, that's a nice car." He said, "Thanks, I appreciate it. I just got it a couple days ago." He said, "You know, I bet you could have fed a lot of families with the money that you put in that car." And the guy shook his head. He said, yeah, you're right, I probably could. But, you know, I like to think about it of how many families I've already fed with that car. Somebody had to make the wheels. Somebody had to make those tires. Somebody had to make that engine. Somebody had to paint this fucking car. Somebody had to stitch those seats. Somebody had to put this thing together. Somebody had to engineer this thing. And you know what? Every single one of those person, every single one of those people had a job. So they didn't take a handout. They're craftsmen. They're skilled in their trade. They have something that they're good at, and they have dignity. They're not taking free handouts. So think about that the next time that someone says something to you about something nice that you have or says something bad about some capitalist that just wants to show off his wealth that just has this million-dollar airplane. Well, guess what? That million-dollar airplane fed a lot of motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. And also, like... Food for thought. Another... Not necessarily food for thought but just another point um he earned that ferrari yeah exactly yeah like yeah he can do whatever the fuck he wants dude yeah and there's a post i saw on instagram just to sum all that up in a tldr is uh i've never got a paycheck from a man on welfare (laughs) you know what i mean yeah Yeah. i've never had a job offer from a man collecting food stamps it just it just doesn't happen Us talking about, I found a little factoid, us talking about it, uh, killing innovation and growth. Um, as of 2000, so this is a little outdated, but as of 2000, just one of the 50 biggest companies in Sweden had been founded after 1970. Damn. Jesus Christ. There is no room for innovation or for startup or for growth. Yeah, there's there's no point. Why would you? And an important point because these countries are always also seen as very happy places to live, and and it, it, I think the quality of life is pretty good there. But they are right next to us in uh, antidepressant and benzo use. So what? Why are they also fucking depressed? Because when you think about it that way, if they're right behind us and Benzo used there, haven't even, I don't know if that's a percentage of their population or not, but they got smaller populations. So to even keep up with us in that way, that's insane. That'd be a lot of people. Yeah. So yeah, socialism sucks. It's not good. It uh, takes the dignity, takes people's dignity. It's um, it's just not a good thing. Yeah, I was just doing a real quick little dig here on like. I was wondering what the fuck you were doing there. Well, we were talking about uh, socialism killing innovation, and I was looking at Russian vehicles, like brand new model Ladas, like twenty twenty models, look like 
80s model. The exact American same. Car. Yeah. 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 So, socialism sucks. True. Um, in closing, uh, current events, I guess, for, or well, not really current events, but um, I'm in the middle of, well, I'm in the middle of reading three books, but uh, one of them being Road to Serfdom by Hayek, the other one being um, The State, Bastiat. And I actually just started a book called Ordinary Men. And I don't know if you've ever heard of that book, Clay or Sage. I've not. I've not. It is... Sage, you would really love it because it's more of a, a history thing. And I love it because it's more of a human psychology thing. And mm-hmm. I love human psychology and you know understanding why we do the things we do and what makes us who we are. And... This book, I first heard about it, uh, I can't remember the doctor's name now, but um, he recommended it on a couple of his shows. Dr. Phil. Yeah, it, Dr. Phil, sure. Um, now, it's Dr. Oz. Yeah, bingo, <laughs> Yahtzee, that one. Uh, anyways, it's Johnson something, I think. Judge Judy? Judge Judy. That's exactly right. It was got it, was it that boring. time. It was Mari Mari. Yeah, yeah, no, that's Mari. true. Okay. So, um, Steve. Anyways, Wilkos. it's this. It's a. It's a really good book, and what it's about Jerry is. Jerry <laughs> God damn, the um, the hundred and first. Ah, oh, what was it? it? Was the hundred and first airborne? No. God damn, the um, what's that word for uh, reserve? There you go. The 101st Reserve Police Battalion of Germany in the 1940s. Okay. And they were, I don't know if you know anything about that particular police battalion, but they were the ones that were in charge of the the killing of a lot of fucking Jews. And what they did is they were sent from Germany, and they were just ordinary men. They were Some of them were craftsmen. Some of them were law. I think one of them was a lawyer. A couple of them were, like, just trash men. Uh, You know, they were just regular fucking guys. And then, and they weren't, like, the book explains they are not Nazi youth. They were born and matured before Hitler ever rose to power. And they were called upon to be reserve police officers because they weren't, you know, they they were a little bit older. They were, like, in their older 30s. Right. So they weren't really military age anymore. So they were in the 101st Reserve Police Battalion, and they were sent to Poland to occupy Poland, to help out with policing things, and it follows this group, and it tells the tale of the individual people, and it's very factually based, Mm -hmm. and it uses their court testament, and it talks about what they said, what they did, and it goes through how they went from house to house in Poland gathering up men and women, and if you were an infant and couldn't walk or you were sickly and couldn't walk, they shot you where you were and left your body to rot. Yeah. And then they walked whoever they could to death camps, made them, and I mean, it walks through it in very, very gruesome detail and talks about how these men, like you don't hear this side of history, you don't hear the side where like they told them you don't have to do this if you don't want to. And this is court. They used court record, and the generals went on record and said, "No, we told them they don't have to do it if they don't want to." They had a group 
They start off with a group of 30 men. They took 30 men, they lined them up in a formation, and said, look, this is what we're going to do. This is what your country is asking of you. This is what your country needs. This is not something that we would normally ask you to do, but we're in war. This is what needs to be done. Is there anyone who doesn't think, who thinks they can't do this? Guess how many people stepped out? None. Probably none, yeah. Three. Three people stepped out and said, no, I don't want to murder innocent men, women, children, infants. Three fucking people. That's a tenth. That's not a lot. It's not. That is not a lot. There were, and it goes on to say that these men would, some of them would only shoot four or five Jews, and then they would get sick to their stomach. They would start throwing up. They couldn't deal with it anymore. And the command was fine. They said, we understand. Go ahead. Go. You can go back and load them onto the train cars, which sounds like a sick joke. But they, And they would let them, and they would just rotate these guys out because they knew what they were doing was wrong, but they did it anyways. Right. There was actually a direct quote from one of the guys that said, I really wish I hadn't been given this order, but I have to do it. Right. They I'm were just following ju- orders. Just following orders. You know who doesn't have these crises of fate? Fucking Serbians. You could not write this book about the Eastern Blockers. <laughs> so, what did you do to all the Croatians? We fucking killed them and put them in the trench. What do you mean? <laughs> we ran out of dirt, so we filled it with them. He is Croat. He is Muslim. Who cares? We killed them. Are it's the Croats Muslims? Yes, actually. I think they are. I think the majority of them are Muslim. Hmm. Anyways. Where is Croatia? East. East. Nigga. What? Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you making a coherent point for once in our lives? Do you own a globe? Yeah. It's in my bedroom. Oh. It's an old globe, dude. It it does not. It doesn't have Croatia. Have Croatia? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> it's, enough. It's got the uh, it's got the whole USS of R. But oh, that is old. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the bitch is lost. <laughs> <It's lost. laughs> uh, we we thought you were just trying to be quiet. Oh Jesus Christ! But yeah, that's a podcast. I think we're done, boys. Anybody else got anything? The closing, only closing thoughts. The only other thing I would say as a closing thought is is a very simple one that I think a lot of socialists in America willfully overlook, and it's when you look at the American government and what it's done in its history and its performance. It, it needs some performance. Is, is your drugs. is your your solution really is give that more power? Just just think about that real hard for a second. You just want to give that more power, and that's going to fix the problem. Fundamentally, I think that's that's the end-all, be-all of the argument for socialism in America. I mean, it is, but we're also, when we're talking about socialists in America, we're talking about people who don't think like us. You know, they People s- that think socialism can work? Well, yeah. That, that basically sums up my point. Well, I, so, I mean, I don't think, you know, in doing, before I did all of this research, I was just thinking, you know, man, fucking socialists are stupid, man. It's going to be 
easy to disprove this shit. But really, if you listen to a lot of the arguments, all of it makes sense. All of sure. it makes sure. perfect sense. But if you know people and you live in this thing we call fucking reality, we live you'll realize that that ain't going to work. You'll realize that people don't give two shits about the community as a whole. And the where I was going with that, the um, book that I'm reading, is people literally shot men, women, and children just because they were asked to do so by some guy who said he had a lot of power. Yeah. People don't care about the fucking community. People don't care about their neighbor. There's actually one one of the guys was when he was testifying, he said the last Jew that he shot was one that he told his boss he had to retire after because he was an elderly veteran who had fought for Germany in the First World War and was begging for his life, saying that he was a soldier and he had fought for Germany. And he got killed anyways. Mm. People don't fucking care about the community. You can tell that horse shit to somebody else. Alrighty. That was a rant. Just a small one this time. We almost stayed on topic for the entire hour and 15 minutes. I'm proud of us. Except for the rants at the beginning, the few in the middle, and the one at the end. I am. Whatever. I am proud of us. They can't all be tens. Sage's historical badass of the week. A classic. Genghis Khan. Simo Haya. Yeah, Mm. whoever that is. The White white Death. Death. Do you know Simo Haya? The one that fucking shoved snow in his mouth and killed all those people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Sort of, yeah. Finnish sniper credited with killing 505 Red Army soldiers during the Winter War of 39 to 40. Farmer just got tired of fucking seeing Ruskies in his fucking country and walked out in the woods with a couple of hunting rifles and took down literally an entire USSR regiment by himself. Cool guy. Dude's legit a fucking badass. Legit. In the Finnish winter. That's cold. Yeah. Like, witch's titty in a brass bra cold. Like, their tanks uh, couldn't be used because the diesel fuel was frozen cold. Which, diesel fuel gels. Oh, yeah, you know what I meant. Yeah. Fucker. And he's doing it with a fucking Mawson. With iron sights. Iron sight Mawson, probably. Yeah. Alright, boys. I, uh, I think that's the podcast. Yeah, I'm fucking tired. Huh? Yeah, I'm cool with it. Same. See if we can get the audio good this time. Hopefully it's decent. We got have fun three meshing two mics files. now. We are fancy. Three mics. One right, day we I'm, uh, I'm going to take shit. Later, guys. All right. Peace. Get fucked.
hot pursuit and fiery auto crashes. Some will die in hot pursuit while sifting through my ashes. Some will fall in love with life and drink it from a fountain that is pouring like an avalanche coming down the mountain. I don't mind the sun sometimes, the images it shows. I can taste you on my lips and smell you in my clothes. Cinnamon and sugary and softly spoken lies. You never know just how you look through other people's eyes. Shows. I can taste you on my lips and smell